Nell, good job getting the grown-ups to play, uh, you know, dress-ups and whatever this is. Good job. It's actually pro-wrestling. And it's harder than you might think. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm sure it takes so much skill to run around with your undies on the outside. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJK Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbors. We are the Neighbors Recap Podcast. We overanalyze recent episodes of the Australian soap opera Neighbors at Aussie Pace from Melbourne's PirateNet Studios. Got the mobile PirateNet Studio set up today. At the back of the Motelness Centre. Yeah, I think we're in the, um, what was the restaurant called? The, the Terrace? The Terrace? Yeah. The one where... Um, oh, no, the Terrace is up at Lassiter's. Who was it? it? It was Sheila and Clive. Oh, no. Who was sprung? Jane and Clive were sprung by Sheila. Yeah, having yeah. a date. Mm. What was that called? Oh, that's upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> one day, we'll remember, when they bring that set back, when, um, when the tram goes bust. It, you'd think it's COVID safe. Yeah, it seems on plain air. We're doing a lot of COVID safe living. Hello, Kate, known as Remude on Twitter. Hi, everybody. Hello, CJ, the hot mess mum, Catherine Jones. Oh, well, hello there. We are living our best life. We are sitting in the sun on a coolish day, getting warmed up. Oh, pod squad reunited in the flesh, the Holy Trinity. I was going to get a fourth member, but uh, because of reasons we're about to explain in the business, a lot of people are busy. <laughs> Yeah. Namely, Legal Legal Beck is very busy. She's high in high demand, but she's going to check in with us via voice memo. Cannot wait. Let's do Neighbours Council business. Sweetie, it's just business. Right off the top, Melbourne has come out of the world's longest lockdown. We're the Lucky D Queens. Yes. You know what I love about it, the longest in the world mm. thing, is... When we say it, it's like we conveniently forget all of the snap opening ups. Mm, we just string it all together. Yeah, it's like I have been in lockdown since March 2020 in yeah. my mind. Yeah, but it's not true, is it? Yeah, it does add up internally. It's been a lot in kind of the Murdoch press this week about, you know, how like terrible it is that we've been in the world's longest lockdown. But on the flip side, we are in the city that cares about each other the most. And we are almost going to be the most vaccinated city in the world. Oh, bloody... A1 effort, Melbourne, Victoria. Victorian tweens got right on it, got to say. I just want to thank all of the young people yeah. because, like, I was just – they opened up over 40 vags, and I say this on the edge of 40. <laughs> I'm um, on the edge <laughs> of 40. <laughs> um, they opened that up, like, the day I got vaccinated, and like, so that was, like, May, I think, and – it's taken the 40-year-old bracket mm-hmm. quite some time to get vaccinated. But those kids, they ran out. Straight on it. Yeah. Although yeah. I'm giving their mums credit. Their mums had to book that in. And the great thing is right here, right now, um, Victoria is at 90.2% first dose oh, of eligible population. Oh, it's just a great place to be. And the bit that I want to talk about is we are living in a vaxxed economy. And you know what the best bit about a vaxxed economy is? It punishes the unvaxxed. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. I'm here for these people who made our lockdowns go longer yeah. to be punished. <coughs> Gas can. <laughs> um, we don't even need to postulate about him. We know. Yeah. Um, yes, I agree. But also most economy systems, you don't get a choice in what role you play, as in you're born into wealth Ooh, or, yeah. you know, whatever. We get a choice mm. on this, you know, and many people are just – grabbing their position in this economy and running with yes, it. Yes, I would like to eat my burger sitting down at a table, thank you. Mm. And here is my vaccination certificate. You're welcome. And it's really, it's joyous. I'm even considering joining a gym because I know that people that love gyms are obsessed, like you, CJ. Yeah. And I just really want to rub it into the unvaccinated gym junkies. <laughs> oh, yeah, it must be. I went to the gym this morning and we all, um, so we've been checking in but now... It gets to be joke time about vaccination. So that was good. And the gym I go to, everyone's really keen on, like there's no problems that I'm aware of. But um, it could be very interesting at some of those uh, brand name gyms that yeah. um, their bread and butter is these gorgeous people. 
It's all gorgeous people. Yeah, because they've got, they got nothing else to worry about. They have to invent problems. Yeah. I, I worry about my husband's gym because that's a 24-hour gym and it doesn't have st- – it's not staffed when he goes oh. to it. Mm. So how are they going to police that? I wonder whether you might have to – like you won't be able to have a membership without it. Yeah, because to get in you yeah. have to like swipe and yeah. maybe they'll disable the – Now, you know what we really need to get at, girls? Mm. We need to speculate who in Erinsborough is vaxxed. So we – Roughly 10% of Melbournians aren't vaxxed. Mm. Yeah. So how many people live, like, in Ramsey Universe? I don't know, maybe 30? Yeah. We'll assume, give or take with a few um, So, so we've got to pick out three guesties. people. Three people that aren't. Mm. Ooh. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. Let's all each nominate one person. Okay. I, I, I know. CJ's got one. Roxy. Unvaxxed. Because she's, she's young and beautiful. She's too beautiful to be vaxxed. Uh, well, with and, that coil, because he, he's thick. Yeah. And also... Oh, and he's a tradie, so he would have yeah. been marching over the bridge. Yeah, with his, with his pops. But also, Roxy's from Darwin, and I've got a friend who's from Darwin. She lives in Melbourne now, but she said, like, no one wants to get vaxxed up there because it's not a real problem for yeah. them because there's not much COVID up and there. Yeah, the NT vax rate is the worst in the country, mm. sadly. So Roxy's like, nah, we're fine. <laughs> who's from Queensland? Because um, people normally move there, but has anyone moved from? Hmm. No, but old mate, the Billy Kennedy's fam's up there. Well, Jarab's probably dragging his feet, isn't he? Scott and Charlene. I reckon they wouldn't be vaxxed, Scott and Charlene. Nah. Did you, ha- you said Coyle? Yeah. I'm going to say, I reckon Sheila got onto it because I reckon Clive would have had a word in her ear. Yeah, her and friend. also um, she had an essential role as well. True, yeah, essential workers. So, you know, David, oh. Carl, all them, Susan in the school. I've got one for you. Yes, yes. Harlow. I was wondering about Harley. No, I think she would have done it. I don't know. She's a bit – I think she's also one of those I think I know better types. Mm. Yeah, possible, possible. I'm going to take back Roxy. Oh, okay. her role at the Flamingo Bar. Sure, sure. But maybe she – if if the storyline was happening to reflect true life, maybe Roxy would have had to quit. Amy would have said, well, you get vaxxed or you quit. No jab, no play. Oh, Amy. Amy, yeah. <gasps> she's from <gasps> Queensland. Well, she came down oh, from Queensland. Guys, come on. Yeah. Ned. Oh, it's pretty no, dumb too. But he, he loves needles. The tattooist in him <laughs> yeah, is like it's, it's, jab me, it's mate. It's those people who are yeah covered yeah. in tattoos, no. saying I'm not putting something in my body. No, yeah. I refuse. I'm not. I refuse to accept this. Oh come this. on. No, no. I think Levi'd get it. And plus, policeman. Yeah. All right, give me a second. Give me a second. I've got to think of a better option than Ned. <laughs> I reckon. Oh, you know what it would have been. Remember, um, Doctor Necker had to kind of coerce Aaron into getting his. Sack checked. At testy time, yeah. <laughs> it would have been like that. And, and then they could, have, like... they could have broken up over it Yeah, if Aaron was vax hairs. Paul is an interesting one. <laughs> no, oh, he, no. no, he'd get it. He broken. would have been like those rich, like those liberal politicians that are like trying to be anti-lockdown, oh. but then they're first in line at the yeah. jab clue. Yeah, like in um, Law and Order, organised crime. He would have bought. <laughs> and then he would have had like a vax party. Yeah, totally. Elite. At the penthouse. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. can't wait to go to Paul's vax party. <laughs> I can for, go because I got a vaccine for your bo- no, no, for no, your no. booster. He goes there, like it's like one of those Botox parties, oh. except you get vaxxed. For your booster, thinking about getting Botox. People call it Bobo, and I love that as a brand. <laughs> <laughs> you can just go get bubble tea. They call that the same thing, don't they? Um, well, then I'm going to take Roxy from you, and I'm going to lock her in. So what was it, Roxy Coil? I'm aligning with you on Harlow. Okay, yeah, they're our un- our dirty unvaxed. And you know what, guys? Yeah. If you are in the hesitant camp and you're a Harlow or a Roxy or a Coil, we love you and we just want you to come over to our camp. So just yeah, come we, on Yeah, we love you and we want you to be safe and we yep. want you to keep your loved ones safe and you, we want you to not listen to us because we are not medical professionals and we want you to talk to your trusted medical professional to get the information. Yeah, as long as, like, that person went to a real university. And not... not um, the Toowoomba upstairs medical yeah, college. Not wherever, not wherever Gazcan, the pigeon Gazcan is getting his intel. No, we know it's the Trump University that Zancan's at. Yeah. Yeah, that's Toowoomba, the Toowoomba Upstairs Medical oh, College. <laughs> it's kind of both. It's like a syndicate. Um, I certainly right. hope Zancan is vaxxed. Oh, that's what would make her fight with um, Coyle. Oh, yes. She'd come down just to fight well, with him about it. Well, to be able to do placements, she would have to be vaxxed. Mm. Well, that's that sorted. Let us know uh, on our Facebook group, Neighbours Council. Who do you reckon is vax hairs on Neighbours? Um, and other item of council business is 
Kate, you've done a little online shopping recently. I have. One of our charity shops has Vinnie's. Has an online presence. Yeah, Vinnie's Victoria, if you'd yeah. like to look it up. On eBay, they are selling a whole stack of ex-neighbours props. But it's quite the mixed bag, Kate. Yeah. There's like some bodged up certificates as well, like that would have hung in maybe Susan's office and pieces of school uniform, some cushions, actually, and a couple of cushions I designed. They're selling. Oh, really? <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know if I recommend getting them through the... Because <laughs> I actually don't recall seeing them on set because I would have remembered seeing one mm. of my own cushions. But also there's a lot of depth to those sets. Like it could have been behind like a cabinet or something. Maybe, yeah. Or maybe it was like a guest bedroom set that we yeah. didn't see. Actually, I was coveting some Scarlet Bar t-shirts, but they got snapped up very yeah. quickly. And, and there's like individual pages of scripts as well. Yeah, which they're not good. They're not, it's not like iconic scenes. No. It's not like, you know, Bum Island scripts, which I would have paid a pretty penny for. But guess what I got? I got a piece of the Erinsborough High uniform. Amazing. A polar fleece jacket. Classic. And you know what's written on the tag? Josie. Oh, um, Callum's girlfriend. Lampshanks. Yes. Wonderful. There's also, by the way, Therese and Sheila's lovely dresses. Oh, yeah, they're expensive. Beautiful floral numbers, yeah. Yeah. And I remember um, Colette actually shouting out the brand. Mm. um, Was it Anthea Crawford? Yeah, I think so. Well, I think the brand she shouted out that day was, yeah. And because no one in Australia is interested in Neighbours things, a lot of stuff's getting relisted. So have a little browse. Yeah, give it a go. (laughs) Is that show still on? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But this is a rando pieces out there. Anyway, before we uh, jump out of business, thank you, Steph, for alerting me to this eBay auction on Vinnie's Victoria. Love the heads up. Steph Scully. Yep. Yep. That's why there's Scarlet Bar t-shirts there. Steph Scully in one of my local Facebook groups. (laughs) And every time I see it, I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) Someone's taking the character parody account too far. Well, it's funny because um, Kim Valentine used to be in one of my local groups. Ah. I get it kind of confused in my Actually, mind. we don't need to spoil the identity, but Kate's, a spouse of one of the cast, is in one of Kate's niche Facebook groups. Yes. And that was a fun day when that's I spotted that. It's a special time for Kate. Yeah. Um, it's very niche, very Kate. If you know one of Kate's regular segments, it's about that topic. Okay. Neighbours Council Business. Out. So she's doing business with you. Into a plug for patreon.com slash neighbours pod because that's where you will find trimmings. The trimming for this episode, we're going to talk about it right now. We're going to fast forward through it. But if you want to hear this conversation, hit up our Patreon, please. And I thank you for your support. And please pause if you are in a difficult financial time, as a lot of people have been. Please pause at any time. No hard feelings. We thank you for your support. Now, the week commencing October 18, 2021 in Australia. Some juicy little nuggets to wade through here. We've skipped over the throuple chat. We are going to a very juicy discussion here, and that is about McKendricks heading towards the next level of their video game analogy. (laughs) The metaphor for them taking their relationship to the next level. I'm so excited for them. They are Finish him. They were adorable. (laughs) 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 I really am in their corner. They are having some lovely romantic moments. in, the And life. also like just rubbing against each other in front of Toadie and his family. <laughs> <laughs> that was for sport. But they got Coitus Interruptus by Harlow last week to have a whinge. And this week they're like, well, let's pick up where we left off. And they're both very excited to play video games. Now, conversations with Kyle mm. leading up to this. Kyle touches on that he's had issues with consent in his life. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite Great. involved for Kyle. Definitely. Yeah. He doesn't want to admit too much because Levi might overhear and take him down the station. <laughs> yeah. But he'll skirt around the issue. I mean, he really, he had a whitewash of his former character life, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Um, he says to Hendrix, you better slow your roll. Calm your farm. Yeah. Hold your flow. Make sure, hold your horses, because you have to make sure that your partner is on the same page as you and ready to move forward and don't be pressuring her. So just chill out. And he's like, you know what? She should make the moves. Hmm. Like, respond to her moves. Follow her lead. And, and meanwhile. Yeah, simultaneously, Mackenzie's talking to Roxy 
And she's saying, I want to be swept off my feet. <laughs> and I love the wording she chose was, I want the cis fantasy. So if you're born the gender that you still are, that stereotypical fantasy of the man sweeping the woman off her feet. And I really enjoyed the wording she chose. Yeah. Like, I want that. That's, you know, why I'm living my life as I want yeah. to be li- living. So Roxy's like, well, go for it, you know. Hmm. Let him do it. Let that happen. I loved how excited Roxy was and supportive of Mackenzie. She was. And then... She double-checked. She's like, are you sure this isn't, like, Richie? Are you sure you feel ready? Mm-hmm. It's like, I think she was kind of like, do you have any questions? But she is there for it. And she's like, if you want that, that's what you should get. Daddy Roxy, she's great. She's wonderful. She? The only thing that Call and Roxy needed to have done was to tell vaccinated. these... Yes. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> tell these young people... Have a conversation with your significant other I, to make sure you... I, I agree, but also... it's not a conversation there. <laughs> I agree that they should and it would be optimal, but also in that age bracket, I think it's pretty normal to be a bit nervous about that. And yeah, and you want to go, you wanna go you know? with the flow. Yeah. But they're not in year 11. No, they're, and they're Hendrix not. was very respectful of Harlow, wasn't he? He was. What a sweetheart. Yeah. Bum Island. Yeah. All, All the good that that did him. She doesn't even remember him as an important relationship. <gasps> no. She's the worst. Oh. She's like, all my relationships were trash. I'm like, both of them. <laughs> yeah. One of, he like, supported oh. you through your mum getting exploded. Yeah. Come on. You run one illegal gambling ring and suddenly everyone turns on you. That's all he did. <laughs> so they get together again at the Kennedy house and... Hendrix is like, let's play literal video games so no one is rushed into anything. And he sits on the other couch and normally they sit together side Mm. by side. He's like, no, I'm going to put a coffee table in between (laughs) us. And then he's like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? What do you want to do? And and Mackenzie's like, well, if we're just going to do this, then I might just go home. (laughs) Poor little thing. Yeah. Yeah. Fizzer, fizzer. But then it reignites in a way I never thought would (laughs) would in reinvigorate things and that is during a wrestling match with toadfish in the Rebecca house and some children yes <laughs> how does this come about but you know putting mattresses in a room that they don't belong is always sexy yes um <laughs> except for when Faye's dying in the living room oh no <laughs> oh no but it had a it had a bed mattress on the floor where it's not meant to be is a fun time yeah it is no one I mean it's hard to get up from them <laughs> Their um, age, they should be right. Yeah, they should be right. Um, so little Nellie wants to wrestle with her dad. What a sweetheart. Adorable. And she gets out the lawman, you know, whatever they're called. It was a sash or something. Yeah, it's like a belly sash. Costume. Costume. Mm. Yeah. But the accessory. The, the little, oh. yeah. But it's a belt. I think they call them like a belt, like that you win a belt. Like a championship like, belt. Yeah. 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 We need DJ Wilde. We don't know what we're talking about. We? Yeah. Like, even, yeah. even Phil probably yeah. would have helped us with this. Chamber. Yeah. There's... Lots of people. Yeah. We three are not. Um, They're wearing costumes. (laughs) They are wearing costumes. Dress-ups. So they're playing dress-ups. And Mel's there and she's kind of making fun of it. And it's like it's a good family time. And actually Hendrix walks in and says, how cute that you're helping Nellie with her dress-ups. And it was very sweet. (laughs) Um, Mel's outfit looked gorgeous. The fluoro pink 80s kind of aerobics Oz style ensemble. Yeah. I love that they just all got this together, like in the house. Yeah, like what else are we going to do? And... Little Hugo looked like a little superhero. Yeah. And Mackenzie was a bombshell in her leather pants. Yeah. And her high pony mm. working it. Doesn't seem that practical, leather pants, for a... For anything, really, no, actually. Yeah, no, nothing. No. Not um, even for taking off. <laughs> it's very, um, they would adhere to the... Mm. Anyway. It wouldn't better bend your knees. How are you going to do a throwdown when you're, like, literally, like, stiff-legged? Well, I don't know. She was thinking only costume yeah. and no, no sensibility. Like, I need to rock this. She's got chills. They're multiplying. <laughs> uh, and so Mel and Toadie are talking McKendricks through one of these wrestling posies and they end up face-to-face on the mattress in a compromising position and it was saucy. And there was – everyone was there, right? Yeah, everyone. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and they were just gazing at each other intimately. And I love that this storyline is – Going for a couple of weeks. It's yeah. not just. Oh yeah, thank goodness. We need we need some some positive suspense. Yeah, yeah, and not just like was it like Nina and Jack that put candles out and that was it? I'm like, oh, okay, guys. <laughs> How basic, <laughs> boring. Um, I love this. No, this is what we need, and this is true to life. There was everyone gets dressed up as the lawman before they're about to. <laughs> they do. They do wrestle with their quasi uncle. 
on the mattress. <laughs> Why not? Um, no, but it goes on this, um, you know, first time for this couple conversation. Mm. And it's a, it's a bigger issue for Mackenzie, to my understanding. It is in regard to she hasn't before. But also, like, we're not having – it isn't like a fake storyline about her trans yeah. life. Yeah. It's no. just really real and I like it. And I imagine that if there are issues with her physical intimacy that I imagine that she and Hendrix can navigate that privately in the bedroom themselves without having to invite us along and that's great. Yeah, because I imagine that she got some appropriate medical care mm. and they've, like, mm. been through that mm. with her. I'm sure she's done some self-exploration in that area and she's like, I'm excited and I'm, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> So, great. Can't wait for that next week. However, this date ends in disaster, this little uh, event at the Rebecca house, because Melanie takes a tumble. Oh. And, yeah, I looked at her and thought, oh, that's something I could do, like break my wrist by falling <laughs> off like a mattress. <laughs> Playing Twister or something. Yeah. So they go see David at the hospital. And I'm really happy for neighbours because they are getting that coin. You get that coin. You get that kids' helpline coin. You oh. get that. Not sack. Nutsack coin, Aldi Snackos coin. Snarkos. <laughs> Osteoporosis, welcome aboard the Sponcon train. Yeah. Would you guys be personally offended if a doctor said to you, look, we should probably measure your osteoporosis, your bone density? No, because guess what, girls? I've had a bone density scan because I have celiac disease and one yeah. of the risks if you are ingesting gluten without your knowledge, is that you could get weak bones yeah. and you're susceptible to osteoporosis. I so don't know. Maybe, look, I'm younger than Melanie by a chunk, but I'm like, I wouldn't be offended if her doctor said it to me. But no. maybe, look, it's, maybe it's just hypersensitive because she's got a young boyfriend yes, beside her. Yes, definitely. And they're finally on good ground and yeah. she doesn't want to shine a light on it. But I actually got diagnosed with osteoporosis by mistake. I guess I must have gone to Erinsborough Hospital because they printed out my results incorrectly. So I went back to get the results for the bone density scan and the doctor read them and was like, oh, this is, oh, you've got to really got to be careful here. This is a risk of osteoporosis. And I was like, oh, okay. So here's a person you need to see and blah, 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 blah. And I walked out all glum, paid for the appointment. And then she calls me back in and goes, oh, I just called the lab and this is incorrect and you're fine. Your bones are actually great. Anyway, here's your receipt for the appointment. Go drink a milkshake anyway. (laughs) Did you then like... Pull the curtain back and just um, suddenly you're in a car park in Erinsborough. <laughs> was it just a disembodied gloved hand? Yeah, and then I did some cartwheels and fell on my ass and I was fine. Shattered your coccyx. <laughs> I don't love Melanie taking Toadie to the doctor. Yeah, you can take yourself, Mel. But like, yeah. look, it's kind of almost domestic abuse situation as well. Like, oh, she's presenting with her boyfriend after she... Yeah injured herself at his house doing something strange. And How, okay, normally I'm like you don't need a babysitter at the doctor, but it was sort of an emergency. Like he did rush her to the emergency room. Yeah, but they were in like the doctor room. Yeah, because they would have said, this is not urgent. <laughs> yeah, they would have said, you've sprained your wrist, lady. <laughs> Around there. Dr. Um, is here. Is she still working for him? What? Seems to be. That yeah. was my first thought, that she got injured in the workplace. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Get him get on that sweet work cover coin. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Toadie would have tried to fudge it. Like, oh, can we just – let's go put the mattress in the law office and pretend yeah. we did it there. No, because he'd have to pay for it. <laughs> oh, work cover doesn't cover that? No. Oh. Like it does, but it's like he's the one that's work cover sues. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So that's sown the seeds for next week's insecurities for Mel. She doesn't want to get tested for osteoporosis. She's fine. Can't we just have a week where Mel's okay? Can't we just have a week where someone is – Worried that they're going to have a medical condition and they just go get it looked after? When Melanie went A over T on the table, did she hurt herself other than her head? No. I don't think so. But maybe it'll come out that she did some initial damage when she fell over at the costume party. Sue, bloody Sue Rose. Yes. Oh, no, I was thinking or Sue Lassiter's, which would be fun. Um, Now, speaking of injuries that are being investigated slash we don't know what's happening... CJ, you might know because you're in a spoiler group. You're in the Neighbours spoiler group, which is Ceramic Crystal Ball. So do not give anything away. Mm-hmm. Kate and I would like to know, though, well, we're speculating, mm. what's going on with Coyle and why is he taking a secret trip to Franger? Well, I love. Okay, so he hasn't seen Georgia for nine to ten months. Yeah, his ex. Did they <gasps> – did, did he play hide the, the 
Hide the German sausage. <laughs> I, was say, I, was, I was trying to think of a German sausage. Hide name. the bunning sausage in Germany. Hide, hide the, the Frankfurter. Hide the bratwurst. No, hide the Frankfurt. It's great. <laughs> hide the Franger. I got hot dogs for my family yesterday. Um, I ordered my husband one called a big fat German sausage. Fantastic. <laughs> That's what Kyle has. The only flaw in that logic, Kate, is Kyle has a conversation with Roxy because he wants to go to Frankston, which is, you know, 40 minutes away mm. from where he is. And initially, Roxy gets excited because it's a fishing weekend and she goes to involve Toadie and then he's like, no, I want to go alone. Fishing yeah. offering and, and, is peer. And also when you go fishing, you don't need a VAC certificate, just saying. <laughs> 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 and so he confides in something in Roxy, but it happens off camera. Yeah. And Roxy's very emotional about it and she's very supportive about it, like you should have told me. Which, you know, her reaction makes me feel like, well, is there something wrong with Georgia? Did she get dog cancer off Bossy? <laughs> and the, Germany's got that amazing cancer hospital, so yeah. they could have fixed that. So cancer hospital. Didn't Georgia also get cancer? Yeah. Oh, okay. her, no, her mum, her mum. Okay. Well, she might have got well, cancer. And, no, and Nicola we Charles know. went there. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and she, that's, that's where she got her bigotry from. She got <laughs> oh. it from the German cancer hospital. Maybe that's what's wrong with Georgia. <laughs> anyway. um, no, Georgia's a bigot. I'm so sorry, Kyle, to hear that. What I think, I wondered, maybe when they were there preemptively, because maybe Georgia's mum had a hereditary cancer or something, mm. and maybe they preemptively froze some embryos. <gasps> oh. oh. Or some eggs. And she asked Kyle if she could. Well, they were married. It could have been embryos if they were. But also, I don't oh, think okay, back she in doesn't the day. need to call him about her eggs. She only needs no. to call about. But I was saying, what, how did they have embryos if he was with Roxy? No, month, like ages, ages ago. Ages ago, okay. So Roxy then has a very emotional episode when she goes to have a cuddle with baby Isla. And I really enjoyed the, mm. um, the, the bond she's had mm. with her friend's baby because I, during lockdown, I've really appreciated there's certain people that really love my son based off of, like, he's got Instagram fans. You know, there are certain oh. people that really respond to his cuteness and they send me private messages like, oh, I love him, how's he going? You know, and when I see those people in person, they're so excited to meet baby Dr. Carl. And I really like them showing someone who's not a family member bonding with this baby because mm-hmm. it's well, a very lovely Roxy moment. Roxy is being a nice friend to a lot of people at the moment. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's why I feel terribly guilty about calling her an antivirus <laughs> because every other part of her I love. Yeah. But sometimes it is the people you love that disappoint you in that way. Yeah, that's true. And that's why I want to say we just want them to come over to our camp. Yeah, because we are the cool kids over here and we are never the cool kids. So. We're the cool kids because we get to go to a restaurant. Yeah. The thing is though... She asks in that conversation, is being a mum really that good? So well, it's, yeah. it's, it's more worded like, has it, has it changed your life? It's yeah. in, in a of course posi- it does. In a positive way. Of like, it does. Well, okay, in a positive way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, she was like, how has it changed you and has it made you really protective? And she's like, yes, I was not a kidnapper before. I was not, <laughs> I was not you know, living I in was, a home I, was, I wasn't welcome in. I was not. <laughs> I was going to happily give my baby away thinking that I'd yeah. just be the fun aunt. Yeah. And turn me into someone who wanted to keep the baby around. Yeah. So there's some, it's got to be something to do with the biology of mm. being able to have kids. I would just love it though if he'd accidentally knocked up his ex-wife. Because uh, we, we know that Zimmer Anderson, who plays Roxy, is super keen for Roxy and Kyle to have kids. Like she wants heaps. So it would be oh, kind of cute. like a modern day Timmons family. Yeah. If, say, Georgia got knocked up with triplets... And she said, you know, you can have a couple of them if you want. Because <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. Because <laughs> that's thing worked out so bar. well for days. I'm only in a one-bedder in Germany and it's going to be hectic. <laughs> oh, God. Also, I want to know why George has gone to Frankston. Me too, because she doesn't have roots there. Was that, was that just a, um, a ruse, the Frankston thing? Or is that where he agreed to meet her? He's like, let's go down to the pub in Frankston where we used to hang I out. I can hang out with Annie Shaz. <laughs> Oh, what about Sheila? Can someone talk me through the gifts that Sheila's put together to pass on to the cousins? Oh, boost, so annoying. Boost for the, the boys. And for Annie Jackie, an air fryer. Oh, yeah, she got an air fryer, which is like every lockdown situation. But it's so annoying because Kyle is going down to deal with this other issue and suddenly he now has to visit all his family. He's got a ute full of presents. Yeah, he puts the presents in the open tray on the And he doesn't secure them because when they did the shot of him driving up the cul-de-sac, the pink gift bag rattles around yeah, in the no, back. That, the air fryer just flies off. That's not a great idea. <laughs> Is in the air. Your air fryer's got a bit of air damage. Go for a speed hump. <laughs> yeah. Maybe um, that's what he's hoping for. <laughs> so we await the results of this mystery. 
I appreciate them keeping some of it under wraps so that we get a surprise. I also appreciate that he told Roxy and it's not a secret from Roxy right now. Yeah. But did he tell her the truth? Oh. Well, either he told her the truth or he told her something awful that made her upset, <laughs> which is, which is all. both plausible. <laughs> yeah. Some juicy stuff to finish off with at the Darrenick household. Mm. David has lost his goddamn mind. And it all was going swimmingly at the start of the week. They were sharing their Isla time. Mm. Nicolette was being very personable and letting them have alone time with the baby. Yeah. More fool her. And then they sat down to talk about a, a, um, a parenting agreement, mm. which was very loose. It was like, let's have an app to track tummy time and cuddle time. Oh, which did you collectively like roll your eyes yes. at them? <laughs> I was like... Newbie parents, here, mate. Here are the things you need the to track. The kid will be fine. Just he, change its nappy and feed it. Here are the things you need to track on an app. Feeds. Mm. That's, that's it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe medicine, medication. I kept track of nap times. I did it first and then after a while I'm like, this is boring. Oh, no, because I ended up going to sleep school yeah. and then just keeping that on the regular, I was like, oh, yeah, this is, this mm. is making my life work much more yeah. smoothly. Feed, sleep. And maybe medication. Yeah. If, Things yeah. you don't need to keep track of is your nappies as well, unless you're keeping score. <laughs> yeah, unless you're <laughs> which not. doesn't sound like a healthy environment Unless to you're be ignoring in. them, unless your child's unclean. Yeah. Yeah. I think these things, they might be important if your child's sick. That's you know? what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, baby Isla isn't sick. No, and, no, she's not. Yeah. And we never not actually. Not like Phyla who's got her iron problem. Yeah, we never resolved that anemia situation, did we? Like no they one just ever gave said, that baby to them and said, oh, we won't Good luck. <laughs> no one ever said, aha, that's why the results were blah, 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 blah. We never got that payoff. I mean, I mean, it turned out that it was his twin's child. So if there's going to be a Tanaka issue, then they would have just assumed it was because of him. How does, look, I'll tell you what, Tanaka issue, she's going to turn out to be a massive bitch like her grandma. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about, though, how does this this conversation get derailed. It's because Nicolette uses the words, this is going to work well, this will get you on track to be having the relationship that you wanted with Isla. Mm. And Aaron interprets that as you will be the full, full-time full parents of this baby and they start to speak in those terms. And, yeah. and then Nicolette's like, record scratch. Like As Twitter did this week, red flag, red flag, red yes. flag. Yes. No, I said you can cuddle her when you want to, yeah. not you can have her you all the time. You can change a third of her nappies. <laughs> and Nicolette's like, no, I still want her 50-50, which 50-50 is a big, generous chunk. Oh, yeah, for a baby that little. I thought I made myself perfectly clear. I'm giving you 50-50. You're lucky to get that. Lucky. Given everything that's happened. You started all of this. You offered to be our surrogate. Well, we already had a process in play. We deserve more than 50-50. I am her mother. Do you have any idea how hard it is for me to even have this conversation? Nick, we appreciate that. We really do. Can we just not ruin all the steps we've just taken? There are no more steps. It is 50-50 or nothing. You decide. Now... I just want to reiterate at this point, and I was recently going through and deleting some old screenshots to make room in mm. my phone, and one of the ones I deleted was the surrogacy guidelines for Victoria yeah. because... It's the reason why we have them, isn't it? Because the reason why it was in my phone was because I had screenshotted it when Sonia was considering yeah. it for, well, went through with it with Mark Brennan. Oh, that, yeah. was a, that was a hot mess express too. Yeah, when she offered up her egg and uterus. That and would have been even messier. Even messier. And you cannot, in Australia... The egg donor cannot be the surrogate yes. of the child. And also, the surrogate has to have had their own children first. Yes. At least one child. Mm. To prevent the emotional issues that but, could come from having your firstborn and having to give away your firstborn. Yes. And... Also, they understand what it's like after you have a baby. Yeah. Yeah, and they know yeah. the trauma the, the yeah. body goes through and they are willing to go through and that again. Yeah, they've fully considered the emotional implications. Mm. Yeah, and they know they're going to feel a lot. Mm. So know? that's why this is and has been an illegal surrogacy. Yeah. And I'm really pissed off that no one has pointed this out to especially David because he... He should be angry with Aaron at this stage. Why is that? Because Aaron's the guy who was saying, no, don't go to Canada, just go and um, go into the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, what? what is, you idiots, you brought this upon yourself. And they bring up K 
Canada. They're like, we had a plan. Mm. Well, it's not Nicolette's fault. No. You didn't take up your own plan. It's not her fault. You chose an illegal avenue yeah. to have your child. It was, okay, you know what they could have done? They could have said, okay, well, we won't go to Canada, but we will, look, we've got another four weeks until we can try this again. It's not something we need to do right here tonight. They could have requested that Nicolette freeze her eggs and say, hey, that's an amazing offer. Um, yeah. Why don't you look at freezing some eggs and we can go through this process down the track if and we have maybe, no luck in Canada? Maybe Chloe could have beaten the surrogate mm. Oh, yeah, we've talked about it. I, I believe um, Dr. Cathy said Chloe would be an excellent, you know, like oven. Mm. She's young and also mm. she's related to Aaron. Yeah. yeah. By the end of this explosive conversation, Dr. Naka then vomits forth. It was venomous. Well, let's take this to court. So the thing is that gets me about this is I know you girls are going to say he's venomous and he is, but I just actually really feel for him because... David. David. Yeah, I feel for David. I feel for Aaron. I feel for Nicolette, but probably the least, to be honest. Mm. She keeps saying, if I bring up things that you guys have done, what, not telling you that Chloe slept over at someone's house? Yeah, the, it's not the same as not bringing the child back. The more she glosses over that, the more I actually want her to spell it out because it's not a big deal. No, it's not. <laughs> you it's, guys were bitchy yeah. to me yeah. for a couple of weeks. No, but also Paul told her that the guys didn't want her in their life at all, which turning out to be true, really. Yeah, Paul was more of a bully than the boys were. The boys were actually trying to protect her, well, they say they were trying to spare her feelings. No, he dropped a truth bomb. The truth was always there. But also remember at the start of the pregnancy and before conception, the plan was that, what? that she would leave, like yeah. that she wouldn't be the mother. She, or she'd go in an- to Anson's corner. She'd be the cool cool aunt. Mm. Cool aunt. And it was always the assumption that she could leave basically mm. And then over the pregnancy, there seemed to be this sort of weird vibe created where yeah, we had this baby, baby shower. shower. Yeah. Where she dressed up like a fairy as well. Like this. Yeah. yeah no. And the, um, the other thing that they had, the gender reveal nonsense. Yeah. yeah. And Nicolette got swayed into this mothership position mm-hmm. well before she mm-hmm. had the baby. They could have kept it clinical and got maybe they could have got Nicolette a nice voucher. Yeah. Like they did in the end. Yeah. But it was too late. I think... If they were going to explore this legal angle, they should have done it as soon as they got the real Lila mm. back. They should have said, okay, this is, we are very concerned. Yeah, because we, we want to prevent this from happening again. Because you kept her from us for six weeks without any yeah. breath of a word. Yeah. And as David said last week, it doesn't make it better that you say sorry. No. Like it just doesn't. So I think that going to lawyers, like Toadie brings up at some point during the week, it's a good idea. And amazing that Toadie said, that's actually not my area of legal expertise. I know. That's never happens. <laughs> He's like, it's conveyancing a murder. <laughs> so come back to me when Nicolette's done one of those. Okay? Or you've bought a house. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I reckon he should do some wills too. <laughs> he did actually. He did some ones. Oh, um, it was uh, Mar Brennan's. Oh, yes. Yes. Cause they to thought, include Nicolette. Which must be why she was living the sweet life. Mm. Um, not having to worry about money in Canberra. Yeah, she's living off her winery money. Yeah. Um, so that's the thing. Like, Ma Brennan was another part of this sweeping Nicolette into this role as part of the family yeah. in a different way. Oh, Faye was so beautiful to Nick. Yeah. They, she was so warm to her. Oh, Faye being around now would actually be really, really, really handy. Oh, yeah. She could sort this out. It's great having Jane... Jane is being very supportive and trying to be neutral and she puts forward the idea of mediation. Mm. Great Mm. idea. Yeah, they should have jumped onto that when the baby came back into the fold as well. And Nicolette tries to get Aaron on side, but instead she pushes him further away because he thinks she's trying to pit David and Aaron against each other. And, like, you bring up, Kate, that there's a really good reason why we have laws about surrogacy in Australia because it is pretty clear that someone may change their mind from that kind of ingre- yeah. agreement. She's, she's legally the mom. Yeah. Yeah. And Isla isn't a possession either. No. She mm. has a right to have her mother in her life. Yeah. And then they're not actually through that, I don't think, Kate. I don't yeah. think they're through that possession stage, no. none of the three of them. And that big breakdown Nicola had just before she left of, you don't care for me as Nicolette, you're only, I'm only the mother, like the, mm. the carrier. This is a good point. As you mentioned, they're treating Isla like a possession. We need to defer to legal, legal Beck, can dial her in, and she is going to cut sick on this situation. She's a family lawyer. Ah, friends, neighbours, fans, humans. 
you know, I've I've lamented often about the uh, state of the law in Aaronsboro, but this week, honestly, honestly, I think takes the cake. I have with me a piece of paper on which I've scribbled a whole abundance of things that I'd like to share with you. The first one is David and or Aaron, kind of remember which one it is now, suggesting that Nicolette has quote-unquote breached their contract, verbal or otherwise. Spoiler alert, you can't contract children. Secondly, if I had a dollar for every time someone on that show used the word, phrase, full custody, I would need to be a lawyer. I'd be rich. They say it all the time. What does it mean? Nothing. I'm firing up now. The other thing they won't stop saying, 50-50. 50-50 what? There is not a judge in the land who would think that a newborn baby should be living across their parents 50-50. A small baby needs a primary home and regular contact with the other parent slash parent. I think Aaron said the judge would think that's more than reasonable. No, the judge would not. The judge would think you're idiots that you think that's appropriate for a baby. (sighs) Where else do I go? The criminal lawyer, honestly, can't even follow that one. It's like saying, I need to have a heart transplant, so I'm going to consult a brain surgeon. Toady. (laughs) Toady. Do you think when David sat down with Toady and Toady started the sentence with, I've given Nicolette and Jane some advice about this. The next thing you should say is, and here's some advice for you, David. No, it's called a conflict of interest. In addition, Tony, uh, we don't need a shark. Family law cases are not by won by sharks. Family law cases are won by people who have some insight into their children and what is best for them. And finally... Can I give a shout-out to Jane? The only person who appears to have Googled the family court website and realised that you need to go to mediation before you go to court. I'm exhausted. I'm mad. I'm upset. Can't wait for next week. Thanks, team. So, of course, Paul's involved, and I do want to mention a highlight for me for the week was plain Jane, super brain. Super brain, super heart. Our Jane. Beautiful lady goes over to Paul mm. and appeals to him as a friend to say, hey, because he's at the helm, of course. He's booking all the top shit lawyers. All Nicolette needs to do is get Tycho. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, Jane says, Paul, don't you ever get tired of this, of pulling all these strings? You've lost family members now. Your loved ones are turning against you. Aren't you exhausted from this? If there's one thing that this pandemic and the Murdoch media has taught us is that there's many middle-aged white men who are very angry about a lot of things <laughs> permanently. <laughs> and, they, and they have a lot of energy to keep yes. being angry. And she says, I'm appealing to you, if you want our friendship back, call the lawyers off. Now, Jane thought this was the golden ticket. Yeah. Yeah, she really did. I mean, he could use a friend right now. Yeah. But do you know who he's got as a friend? Granddaughter. Hello. Oh, little he, mini me. In his corner. Yeah. So. The saddest bitch <laughs> in Aaron's do, do, do you want to stamp it officially with the jingle? I think so. Okay. There's something desperately wrong with her at the moment. Mm-hmm. The saddest bitch in Aaron's just wants to love. And be loved. So, in the wake of her breakup with Brett, Brent, just because she's bounced back, she expects Tarage to have bounced back from her marriage falling apart. And there's a lovely scene where Tarage accidentally pours a coffee for Paul out of habit, muscle memory. Which I, by the way, I hated with every being Why? in my soul. Who does that? No one does that. Like she might get the cup out and then go, oh, silly Therese, and put it back. But if it's, oh, if drop it's, it on the ground and say, <laughs> if it's a, oh, it was the Jim Robinson mug. <laughs> if it's a plunger coffee and you've got it right there and you know he's usually about to come down, maybe you pour it and he can add his own milk. And yeah, stuff. like if the cups are already out. But like yeah. I don't know. I'm just imagining me in my kitchen. A, I would never make one for my husband for no reason. 
<laughs> he has to yell at me for that. CJ, this is a house where she has like a toaster rack. And a she, washing machine full of wine bottles. She has um, decanted cereal. She has the whole spread laid out and the coffee plunger is in the middle taking pride of place. Yeah, yeah, true. I just didn't love it. I loved Harlow thinking it was for her. Dorage oh. going, nah, get your own. Nah, it's a short black Harlow. You obviously need oat milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they go over to look at the baby. Gotta see the baby. And they go over to play with the baby. And then Paul's there. And Teraja is kind of still struggling with having to see him around. And she spills her guts to Harlow mm. and opens up to her and says, I hear all the things he could do well, to make it up to me. Because Harlow's like, you still love him, so what's the problem? So she gives a laundry list of what Paul has to do to get back together. And I, for the record, don't see her saying at any point, I, I don't want you going back and telling your grandfather any of this. I mean, she's kind of said, no more schemes, stop meddling. Yeah, but also no more schemes means not keeping things a secret, mm. right? I just don't think that in any world it would be in any way normal for a granddaughter not to tell. A yeah. grand, like I, I think it's expecting too much from her. Okay. So ultimately at the top of the laundry list is be sorry. Like uh, yeah. be actually mm. sorry and remorseful for what you've done. Be sorry, work towards being a better person, all of these kind mm. of things. Which I kind of like Tarlow's analysis at the end. He's never going to change. So just get back together because you know yeah. you are. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you know what, there's something deeply wrong with you but you are right in this situation. Yeah. If, <laughs> I agree. If she's actually saying, well, one day we might get back together, mm. if she really does think he's not going to change and that's not good enough for her, mm. then she should go, well, I'm cutting my losses. A hundred percent. But it shouldn't, there shouldn't be a laundry list in which she's keeping secret. Do you get what I mean? Like yeah. if she's actually willing to reconciliation, they should be talking about it. Yeah. Not keeping it secret. But anyway, of course, Harlow goes back and tells Paul this whole laundry list. Get your pen out. Yeah. We're writing down the things you need to say to yeah. Therese. And he, and he gets his flip phone out. <laughs> in the notes app. Yeah. <laughs> um, then Paul arrives at the waterhole. With an additional coffee that he accidentally bought to her. Uh, that, that would have been the moment. Therese should have seen through it from that point. Yeah, like how did she go past that? Yeah. And I hated that because, you know, when you um, say to your partner something like, I just want you to be, to want to be with me or something and then they... I just want you to hang out the washing without me reminding you that the machine's finished. Yeah, and they do it that one day, right, and then they just never do it yeah. again. That was a classic moment like that. So he arrives and he's got he's, he's full of sorries and full of like, um, I'm going to be a better person. And this and you, time I mean it. And this time I mean it. And that was all completely fake. I've got no problem with her saying this is a load of crap because <laughs> it is. <laughs> take your coffee and go. And she doesn't really call Paul out on it though. She takes those feelings home. I'm happy that she did that because I don't care that this isn't the reason that she should have blown up at Harlow. I'm just happy that it happened. Yeah. So she comes home and blows up at Harlow. Let's hear this moment of gold. I didn't think a little compassion was too much to ask. You knew who you were marrying. Why are you so shocked about what he did? He's not going to change, so just take him back, okay? The self-pity is pathetic. You know what, if you're sick of me, you can leave. <laughs> Great, I, I was going to go to my room. No, I mean leave the house. Tonight, for good. You're kicking me out. Yeah, damn right I am. I love Harlow just like, okay, I'll just go upstairs. <laughs> She's, uh, look, there is something deeply wrong with Harlow and it's she grew up in a cult mm. with an absolute fruit loop of a mother and she's desperate for that nuclear family, isn't she? Yeah. And that's what she's fighting and for. look, in the defence of the fruit loop, you can be a very loving, caring fruit loop, but in... I don't think that like, old mate was. No, Prue. in, in Prue's case, she left, left her child to her own devices. Yeah. Mm. And we saw her doing that when Harlow was a teenager, but we can only assume it happened for a lot longer. Oh, yeah. 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 She turned out, you know, very straight edge. Yeah. I think because of that. And, yeah, I feel sorry for her, but also just give it up. Come on, mate. No, at least if she was doing something cool, like, I don't know, if brand enthusiasm was still around and they were putting on music festivals and that's what the job she wanted to rise through the ranks of, yeah. I could see why a teenager might want to do that. But a teenager wanting to rise through the corporate ranks? Oh, I don't God. get it. At a, at a suburban she's, hotel. she's seconds from joining the young liberals. <laughs> so what do you reckon now? Obviously she's going to be penthouse bound. Do you think this is yeah. the alliance that's going to rock oh, Aaron's borough? She's the new Elle Robinson. Okay. Yeah. She's going to break yeah. up Mackenzie and Hendricks. <gasps> Remember no. like um, 
Earl Robinson had a thing for, who was that, loser? Loserkus. <laughs> <laughs> who that, was that, loser? I gave him a name. Loserkus. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but she was meddling in a relationship between him and someone else. Vanessa? I don't know. No, I can't remember. Look, but I just I can see yeah. this. This is like panning for gold at Sovereign Hill. There's a, like, I, I can see, I'm seeing into the past in this Amazing. relationship. Well, take your blouses and get out, Harlow. Don't let the door hit you. It's going to be the Therese, Ned and Roxy house of fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I love it. Remember a few weeks ago when Ned wouldn't, didn't want to go out because he needed to be with Therese? Imagine yeah. how much of that's going to be going on. I would feel deeply insecure living in that penthouse that at any given moment in time someone could just walk into your living room <laughs> through, like, lift doors. Yeah. Could be a guy just, like, someone absolutely off their nut drunk trying to go to their room on level three. Well, I would be more worried that it would be like a little princess and you have a life of luxury and then one morning, like, the repo man's coming in and carrying <laughs> yeah. out your big screen because grandpa can't pay the bills because he's yeah. made some shoddy investments. I reckon What's-Her-Face has sent the money back now. Paul seems, seems to have yeah. a money air mm. about him. Yeah. So, shit as citizen. Let's do it. Um, I'm giving citizen to Roxy for being a good friend. Wonderful. It's get, only get days faxed. before she makes get her back. appointment. Yeah. 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 Good people can be hesitant. Please stop hesitating. CJ. I am going to go with, look, it's a hard one, isn't it? But I'm going to go with Toadie for well, citizen for not getting involved in this legal case. I thought you were going to say for not getting involved in his ward's uh, sex life, which is also commendable. I don't think he got into it because he doesn't like Nicolette. Oh. Fine. It's the first time he said, oh, look, I've got a personal investment in this. I won't get involved. I'm not, this isn't my area of expertise. Yeah. So well done, okay. Tony. Yeah. I'm going to say Citizen Mackenzie for being in control of what she wants in the intimacy department and leaning into that body confidence and emotional confidence and having time to frolic on the mattress in your pseudo-uncle's house. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be a good time yeah. for all of us when, yeah. Well, what a beautiful time we've had. Lovely. Lovely to see you guys, both of you in the flesh. Amazing. Can I just... Let's paint a picture. CJ, the hot mess mum, <laughs> is reclined on Kate's Adirondack chair. She's wearing a sequined tunic dress. <laughs> it's beautiful. She... It's, it's also got like a, a leopardy... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, leopard print design. And leopard print shoes. Mm. And she has a scarf over her head because it got hot. She's keeping the sun off. And she's got her oody draped over her legs because it's still a bit nippy. And the the oody is the unicorn. They're unicorns with inner tubes, like they're going to the beach. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> anyone who's been to one of our lives has seen yeah. the oody. Yeah. <laughs> I've spent the whole pod just pulling split ends out on my hair because <laughs> I've come to the realisation that even though I love yeah. having long hair, I do need to get a haircut she needs, because yeah. otherwise people will think I'm unvaxxed. You need to get out to Lynn's Gully out in... Um, Bendigo? Bendigo? Yeah. yeah. And I'm in my neighbour's 20, 20 years commemorative hoodie. Well, hopefully in the next week or so I'll be able to pick up my Josie polar fleece because I'm living the – oh, man, I hate polar fleece with a passion. Yeah, why did you get it? Oh, because I can see myself podcasting Well, also, it. yeah, you can definitely wear it. I wanted to get the yeah. scarlet tee for podcasting. Well, I'll go back on there. Maybe I can get one of the collar dresses. Gals, it was lovely to chat to you all. We are Neighbours Pod on Twitter and the Neighbours Council on Facebook and Neighbours Pod on Patreon, CJ. The Hot Mess Mum, all of the places. Kate. I'm Remude on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Keep well. Bye. And it seems such a waste of time.